Brittany Chisholm. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, guys? It's Cooper Webb, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, hey, we decided to do another show this week, episode 166 this week, brought to you by all our regular sponsors, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Extreme Colors, Acherbys, X-Brand Goggles, Williams Moto Works, all on board. Uh, don't forget, with Blood Lubricants, please go to their website, order you some of the best oil on the market, and use promo code MOTOX, it supports the show, and you know, we want to beat kefir on a percentage of codes this year so that's going to be a huge feat but let's try it let's get our listeners to help us out uh this show real quick intro this week we've got kyle chisholm tonight tony irich from aje he is the founder of aje motorsports and uh kip davis he is a guy a kid i met up in i say kid he's probably in his 20s but <laughs> met him up there when i was at iowa for the justin brayton event and he on Instagram, he is at KidArtMX. He does like airbrushing and all this badass artwork, moto-related stuff. He's going to come on, talk a little bit about what he does, how he got into art, why he does moto art. Uh, and we may be giving away a, a one of his prints. We have, we have an idea to do that. And we're going to have a fly racing giveaway this week also. So i got to get those details together still before we get our guests on. I want to remind you guys about the what we're trying to do to help out Killian Auberson. You know, the guy, he's AJ, AJE rider that was injured. Uh, he's obviously in a bind right now. Road to recovery is doing some stuff for him. But as I said last week, the fantasy Supercross group that I'm in, a lot of the guys donated their money. That's on hold, and I'm waiting for some of you guys, for our listeners, to try to reach out and, and help and maybe give a little bit also. So just contact us at motoxpodshow at gmail.com if you want to contribute. Uh, we're going to have some giveaways if we can, you know, we get some people in. Whoever donates the most, we're going to have some probably some jersey giveaways, some cool stuff. So please, if you can help out Killian, obviously it would mean the world to him. I also want to lead you guys over to patreon.com if you want to support the show. Go to Patreon, search out Moto X Pod Show, and you can help. Contribute every month uh, a little bit if you want, and that goes into the pot that we get used to go to the races. So once we do get back to racing, we can hit some more events. So yeah, uh, DJ TJ, I thought was going to be in studio this week. It didn't work out. He's not here. Does unless he makes it last minute, but he's on the road right now, so I don't think he's going to. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back with Kyle Chisholm here shortly. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, blood lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. 
EJ, TJ, and I trust blood lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, get shock socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. If you're anything like me, you remember back in the late 80s, early 90s, all the cool custom painted helmets that you'd see on Supercross. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig, Damon Bradshaw, all the top riders had custom painted helmets tricked out and I was super jealous. I could never afford to get one done. Now there's an option, extreme colors. When you're rolling up to the line with a custom painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1998 and his price is still the same. $295 gets you a professional, one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. Just contact Kirk at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com or go to motoxpodshow.com and check out the contact links. Now you too can have a custom painted helmet just like Jeremy McGrath and be the envy of all your friends at a reasonable price. Follow him on Instagram at X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Let them know the Moto X-Pod show sent you. All right, our first guest tonight is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. We all know that engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need Blood Lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Use Blood Lubricants discount code MOTOX when you shop at bloodlubricants.com. Support the show. Tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us Kyle Chisholm. What's up, dude? Oh, not much. How are you guys? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, you know, a little bummed, probably like you are, that there's no racing going on anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. A little boring. I know, and everyone, you know, everyone got, like, came to a screeching halt, and everything was canceled. And then, like, we got, like, three and a half weeks of, like, nonstop racing and then nothing again. Yeah. You know, it's just a weird, weird year. You know, I, like, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and it was like, you know, it was so cool because they watch, you know, every Sunday and Wednesday, you know, two twice a week, you're watching racing, you know, whatever, and then now there's nothing again. So definitely, you know, bummer if you're obviously a fan of the sport and enjoy watching it. You go from nothing for a couple months to, like, overdose of <laughs> racing and then now nothing again. Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get back out there soon. As a fan, staying home, it was, yeah, it was really rad to have the Sunday-Wednesday schedule. Uh, it, you yeah. know, just when you thought, like, okay, it's been a couple of days, you're coming down off of the high of the race, hey, we're going racing again, you know. What do you think as a rider being there? Uh, you know, I think Brittany and the kids got to come for at least part of the trip, right? Yep. Yeah, they came, they came like, probably five or six days after I got out there and just got the initial, like, testing done and everything kind of set up. And then they stayed pretty much the rest of the time. So they were there, like, three weeks. And, uh, no, it was good. Like, I enjoyed it. Um, it was definitely cool. I don't know. Like, it would be hard to do that all the time. Sure. But I enjoy Like, I like racing. So by that, by halfway through the season, I get to where I'm like, you race on Saturday, and then you're like, okay, like, it's like I got to, like, not get through practice, but, like, 
I got to ride a couple days this week, and like it like feels like it takes forever to get to the next race because like you just want like I wanted this race again, and I'm ready to go out and do it again. So that side of it made it nice to like you know if you did bad or good or whatever, you had a couple days and then you're going to go do it again instead of having to like go home and go through the motions and train and ride and practice, and put in laps, and then you go race again. So oh, it was kind of cool, yeah, and not having to travel. You know, not getting on an airplane and all that was, was fun. And being in a cool place was good. You know, Park City, we stayed in Park City, um, which is only like 30 minutes from, you know, where the stadium was in Salt Lake. And that made it nice. There's a lot of things to do, a lot of outdoors kind of things to do. And uh, just a really nice area and really nice weather, too, you know, that time of year. So for me, going from Florida out there, it's hot and humid. And then you get out there and it's like 60 degrees and no humidity was really nice. I'll bet. So, yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Well, we we all know this Supercross season was crazy with everything going on in the world, but you, I believe you ended up 19th overall. Um, yep. Privateer effort beat all your ex-teammates and your ex-team, um, which <laughs> yeah. we know drove A-Ray crazy. But what does that mean for you as a guy that, you know, you didn't get the ride back. Um, you had to do it on your own again. And you continuously prove these to these guys that you're one of the best guys in the business. I mean, I try like obviously, you know, just whatever you're calling, you want to be like those guys. But but it's not like that side of it's not that big a deal. Like I actually, when we got to uh, Salt Lake City, I think the second night I was there, something like that, I went to dinner with uh, with Aaron Pipes and Clark Jones you know, whatever, with the AGP team. So, like, right. I fucking along with those guys good. Um, I really, like, I, we had talked about it before. I was just really bummed more than anything to the way everything just kind of went down. And kind of last minute, you know, like, middle, end of November, kind of finding out that I'm not going to be riding for them or whatever. And uh, so it was just more of a bummer because I enjoyed what I did last year with them. And I thought we all got along good, had a good, you know, little you know, camaraderie, whatever you call it, you know, within the team. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a bummer. Um, but with that said, having, you know, maybe four weeks or whatever to kind of throw something together, um, I was pretty happy. Yeah, obviously, you always want to be better. You know, always you know, do better than what you do, whatever, but unless you're winning. But, right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, you know, want to do better, but with all things considered, I'm pretty happy with it. You know, with very, very small budget, very small kind of effort, whatever you want to call it. Um, compared to what the guys I'm racing against. So, you know, I, I aside from, you know, Tyler Bowers, he was just right up in front of me, and we battled quite a few weekends, and he beat me there by a little bit. But um, aside from him, I mean, everybody else that's in front of me is on a factory bike, you know. Um, and even Tyler, you know, not, not to take anything away, but, you know, he gets, I believe, you know, he gets some factory parts from Cowie and mm-hmm. pretty decent support from Cowie. And it is still a small effort, you know, for him. And, and uh He's doing a you know privateer or similar thing to, as, as I am, but he definitely has a few more goodies on his bike than I do, and obviously good for him, you know, to be able to have that you know access. If I did, I would do. You know, <laughs> right, but, sure. Um, so aside from him, um, I was definitely the first guy not you know on a team and not on a factory equipment, you know, or whatever. So my bikes were pretty much bone stock, you know, aside from a few bolt-on parts. So yeah, with all those things, you know not having anything at all, you know, say four weeks before Anaheim, and then not even getting bikes until the day after Christmas, uh, to be in the mix with those guys is, is good. You know, it's respectable. Um, like I said, you always want to be better. 
and just be a little further up in the mix. But, you know, I was there every weekend. I made every main event except for um, I missed round two because I was in Germany. You know, I, I skipped it just to go to Germany and do that race because yeah. I didn't have that opportunity and commitment. And then when I came back from there at A2, I went down in my heat race uh, when I was right there battling for the for ninth. You know, I went down and had a little hit my head and got banged up a little bit. So I didn't get to finish the night. And then that kept me out the next weekend for Phoenix. So aside from skipping round two to go to Germany and then crashing at, uh, at round three and missing round four because of that crash, you know, I missed those main events, obviously not being there, being banged up a little bit. But aside from that, everyone I competed in, you know, I was in every main event. And there was a lot of guys this year, and not many guys were out injured. And then, like, we got Tickle back, you know, there you know, midway through the year. And uh, and then when guys did get hurt there right before the whole COVID thing, those guys were all back racing again, you know, whenever we got back. So you weren't really – a couple guys got hurt, but you weren't really without them. Yeah, they didn't miss much, right. Yeah. So pretty much every race all year – Pretty much, the, for the most part, everybody was there, and yeah, it's so like I said, to be in the main event every week and be in the mix, and you know, with with those guys, I'm battling with factory guys. I was just just right there at, at the the tail end of, of those factory guys. So, yeah, like I said, personally, want to be up, beat more of those guys. But, you know, that's kind of the goal when you're doing your own thing. But uh, you know, happy happy with it for what we had to work with is good. Yeah, yeah, and I had fun. I would think at this point, because you've had to deal with this so many times, where everything seems to come together last minute that it's probably yeah. not even that stressful anymore. It's just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is kind of is what it is. It's like I said, it's, you know, I have what I have, make the best of it. And, you know, I'm not, I feel like if you took a guy that was on a factory bike for the last eight years or whatever, and then they were thrown that in their lap, you know, four weeks before the first race, they might struggle. Yeah. Not result-wise, but more just like in general, like mentally, just whatever. Or for me, it's kind of, Fortunately, unfortunately, whatever you want to call it, um, it's kind of just, hey, this one is, you know, deal with it, just go do it, do the best you can, and, you know, that, that's what it is. So, um, yeah, it's not the ideal situation by any means, uh, but like I said, I'm not not going to quit, you know, whatever, not going to, I don't want that to be the reason I'm not out of racing, if I want to do it. You know, if I, if I didn't really care to race, it would be easy to just like, oh, you know what, I'm not meant to race, you know, nothing worked out, you know, I'll throw on the towel and I'll do something else. But, like I said, that would be a thousand reason, um, and it would be easy to just do that. But I really wanted to race. I was really motivated um, to get out there and do it. So, you know, I put together what I could, made it the best I could, and I went out there and did the best I could. And that's kind of just what it is. You kind of accept it. Yeah. Nope. But like I said, you always want to do better, but that's, <laughs> that's what I was... That those are the cards I was dealt. Right. Well, nobody nobody could say that you don't love racing. I mean, when you multiple yeah. times in the last 10 years have had your own team and you know, or, yeah. or had people help you get your bike to races and yeah, you, you know, yeah. yeah, you're definitely, nobody could say that. Um, well with nationals, yeah. obviously we don't know what's going to happen. It got pushed postponed, but we don't really yeah. know when it's going to come back. If it's going to come back. Um, how do you, a guy, how does a guy like yourself stay prepared? I mean, do you just continuously go ride, you know, and train and, or, you know, like there's gotta be a financial burden. Um, cause you don't have a paycheck coming in all the time. Um, and yep. then you got to be able to stay motivated and find the time. I mean, it, it can't be easy. Yeah. So for me, I don't know if I told you or not, but you know, just in general, but so I didn't plan on doing any outdoors this year anyways. So with everything, just being so last minute, trying to put together what I could, um, 
pretty much the budget that I kind of was able to work with and, and to go racing. It was enough to get me through Supercross, you know, relatively comfortably in terms of, like, you know, making sure I have what I needed to go race. So I didn't have outdoors. Kind of, I, I would love to, but just what I, ideals I was able to put together. So last minute, it really was, it, it'd be pushing it to be able to get through the whole outdoor season. Sure. And just, that's what makes it not fun and stressful. It's when it's like, ah, like, just, just got to get by or you're like, I got to do good and use this money to buy my flight for the next weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what kind of makes it not fun. Sure. So I got enough together to do the Supercross thing and a good little program for, like I said, for less than a month to throw something together. And I didn't have enough for outdoors. So, and I, I still wanted to be, have it open to where if another sponsor came on board or something, somebody stepped up, well, I would like to do outdoors. But unfortunately, with everything the way it went down with the whole COVID thing, Obviously, kind of the opposite happened, and everybody kind of pulled back, and just you know everything that's happened in the last couple months. So, never really had a budget and plan to do outdoors. I will say, you know me, I'm a racer, so I was still kind of like, ah, maybe I'll go to WW. And then now, when they said Loretta's might be on the schedule, I'm like, maybe I'll do WW and Loretta's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then now with them having to cancel the July plans and then postpone them, it's hard because like for somebody like me, so if Supercross is over in June. Do I bust my butt for two months until the middle of August to go do one race? You know, whatever, if I don't have the budget to do, to do all of them. For me, it's hard to justify the, commit, the time and the commitment to be ready. Because if I'm going to go do that one race in August, let's say it's just a WW, or even that in Loretta's, for me to, to put in that much time and work and effort to, to do that, to go do one race, at that point, I might as well do all of them, right? Yeah. You know, because I'm going to put it, I'm not going to just, ah, the race is in two weeks. I'll, I'll start training now. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I kind of did that last year and didn't really like the results. I didn't have fun because I wasn't where I wanted to be because I wasn't prepared, you know, whatever. So I was like, you know, this year, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to stay ready. And, you know, because last year I had no intentions of doing any outdoors. And then I got that opportunity with JGR. And it kind of went from being on the couch and fixing the house being like, oh, I'm going to ride two times and we go race. You know, I haven't ridden in two months. So um, for this year, I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure I'm ready. And if not, I'm just not going to do it. Okay. So it's been hard. It's been hard for me to even kind of say, okay, I'm going to go do WW or Loretta's or both because they don't even know the dates for sure yet. So it's like, how do I just keep, I don't want to keep preparing and spend my time get, staying ready, getting ready to maybe not even race or I've heard that they might not even be a purse, you know, oh, for the yeah. guy, and you already don't make that much anyways, right. you know, yeah. even if you, if, with what's there. So, as of now, I, I haven't personally ridden since Salt Lake City. Um, I've been still, like, doing a little bit of workout and stuff like that, but I took probably a week, week and a half off of just nothing, and then yeah, just kind of rest up from the trip and all that, and then uh, I've been, like, I already want to go ride, and I'm probably going to ride uh, this end of this week or this weekend, just got some fun just riding and I have a photo shoot to do with FXR. They're coming down here. So I'll be riding and stuff and I don't know, maybe when I ride, I'll kind of get the, the itch to yeah, yeah. prepare and go do sure. one of them. But like I said, it's just hard because they don't even know, you know, with everything going on and everything changing, they don't know when it's going to be. So when you don't have that target date, like, okay, if it's for sure August 15th or whatever it is, like, hey, that's more racing, that's the deal. Then it's like, okay, well, I have this much time to prepare. I think I can do it. Let's go do it. But it's hard to go do it. And then, well, now it's not August 15th. Now it's August 
you know, 25th. And then, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard to commit to that, you know, for nothing. You know, if I was getting paid, it's great. I, that's what I want. You know, I, I want to do outdoors. I love doing that. But to just go do it for fun, it's hard to, that time commitment. I'd rather, you know, be, be home with the family, you know, whatever, and actually be resting so I could be ready for Super Golf, you know, you know on time. So, um, yeah, so that's going to, kind of just been kind of, it's fluid, kind of like what the schedule's been. It's going to play it by ear and right. see what I kind of want to do. And like I said, they're delaying it so much that by the time they race, I'm going to be itching to race. So I'll probably be out there racing. You know, you know me. Sure. We'll see. Yeah, I, I totally understand. Um, how about anything overseas? Do you have anything that I, we obviously don't know what's going to happen? That maybe none of the overseas yeah. races even happen at all. Yeah. But did you have anything already pre-planned that before all this stuff happened that well, you're going to yeah. try to make? Well, like, okay, so the Hawaii race was supposed to happen again. Yep. And then that actually got pushed back, and then now I don't think it's happening. I haven't heard the official word, but I haven't heard that it is happening. So I I'm doubt it. it's not. Yeah. Yeah, so same. Obviously, they have, they're, I think, still quarantining people when they go there for, like, 14 days. Mm, so. Yep. so, originally, that was supposed to happen. And then, like I said, depending if I did a couple outdoors or not, yes, maybe, maybe, maybe not, whatever. And then after that... Um, I was planning on doing all of the German supercrosses. Potentially, um, I always talked to you know Eric Bernard. I've known him a long time. Um, he's always been awesome to work with. Obviously, the races he does. So I'm always trying to get a spot to go to Paris or Geneva. You know, races that he's involved with. Um, I had nothing committed like on on that end, but I'm always up for doing those races. So trying to get you know those things lined up, and for sure the German ones were uh, for sure. And I already heard that those were canceled. I've heard, I think Geneva's canceled, Hawaii, I'm assuming it's canceled. It sucks. So it's just hard, it's hard to plan anything because of yeah. everything. It really sucks. Um, and for like, for a lot of guys, especially somebody like me, you know, I don't like, especially if I'm not doing outdoors, I really like doing those races because I've already, let's say I don't do outdoors, I took a couple months off, I'm back riding, it's like, by the time January comes around, it's like, dude, that's in like six months, it's like, I need to go race, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. So, a, just for me, it's nice to just go race. And then B, you can make decent money, you know, for, for somebody like me, uh, especially at this point in my career and whatever. I And I also enjoy, you know, going over there and doing those races. I like traveling. I like going to other countries, spending time over there, doing races, having fun, doing whatever over there, and, and racing and making some money. So I really look forward to, you know, the, being able to make extra money during the off-season when we're not racing. Um, and just the experience and from the racing side and just the traveling side. I really look forward to it. So for those that all get canceled, definitely a bummer. So, you know, who knows? Maybe everything will turn around and get better and they'll be opening stuff up more. But I hope so. I've kinda, it's, it's hard. It's hard to plan anything. when they, Nobody around the world, you know, can really plan anything. Exactly. I've heard the Australia. Australia ones may or may not happen or it might just be a couple. So I'm always looking to go there and would like to go there uh, since I haven't been down there at all. And, uh, but yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to plan anything, and and be even for the promoters and stuff to to be able to commit to riders and people to do stuff. It's just a weird year. It just definitely yes, it definitely sucks. So hopefully something you know comes around and we can go race. I hope so. I hope so because it's it's scary right now, you know. And you like I fear even well, this thing could keep going, and then it could lead into next year for all we know. And you know, we we just don't know what the future holds, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, we might see a weird Supergirl schedule next year. Yeah, but but I will say, and I talked to other people that actually liked it too. I would be like, I don't know how Feld would do it or whatever, but 
I really, okay, our normal season is 18 weeks long. You know, there's 17 races because we get the, you know, Easter weekend off. Yes. So if we do 17 races in 18 weeks, you know, it is, it's not drawn out by any means because, you know, once you get like to week 12 and you haven't had a week off, you're like, holy cow, like I just want to like a weekend at home. So when you get that Easter break, you're like, oh, finally, you know, we had a week off. So it is a lot already, but I feel like it would be really cool if they could find a way to make it work to where maybe we go, we have like, you know, two weeks or say three weeks where we do like four, maybe five races. Maybe we do, you know, they go Anaheim on Saturday and they go to San Diego on Wednesday and then they go back to Anaheim too on Sunday or Saturday, whatever. And then we maybe get a full week off and then maybe they go Oakland, you know, Denver or Oakland, Seattle, or I don't know, you know what I mean? Maybe it's Atlanta, Dallas, something on like a Sunday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, and then you get another whole week off. You know, I would rather knock out a few races, have a week off, knock out a few races, have a week off. Yeah. But condense it to where it's not 18 weeks long. Maybe it's, you know, 14 or 15 weeks, but we're still doing, say, if they want to have it 17 races, we're still doing 17, but we're doing them in 15 or 14 weeks instead of 18 weeks. Right. That was more time in between. To me, yeah, because like to me, and I don't, I'm sure other guys would say the same thing. The thing that gets hard, like when I said you get to week 12, week 13, and you haven't had a week off, what's hard is that you train and ride all week. So we ride most of the guys Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then you fly Friday, race Saturday, you fly back Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yep. off Wednesday, but you're still training, Thursday riding. Fly Friday, race Saturday, fly back Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, fly Friday, race Saturday, fly back. <laughs> yeah, there's really no so days like, off. To me, that's, yeah, and that's what wears on you, at least for me, and I'm sure a lot of guys will say the same thing, is that travel, that fly in, you know, it's get up early, go to the airport, work your car, stand in line to check stand in line to go to the street, stand in line to go on the plane, fly on the plane, switch planes, get there, get your, own, get your bag, get your rental car, go to the hotel, check in, go do autograph signings. No, that's the stuff that gets like monotonous and just wears on you when you're at week 12 to where I felt like if they somehow could do a schedule where they cram in, say, you know, four races in two or three weeks and then give us a week off and then do three, four races, you know, in in two weeks and then have a week off. I feel like you could kind of condense the overall series, but not miss out on races. Right. And, like I said, I talked to quite a few people in Salt Lake after, you know, as they were happening, and like, man, it would be cool to kind of cram these in. So now instead of going from January through May, maybe we go February or, or January through March or to April or something like that. You know what I mean? And then, I feel like you're not worn out as much. Because like I said, when we race on Saturday and then you have to travel back, we're riding two or three days during the week, and we have to travel again. Well, if you didn't have to travel that far, if it was like, say, Atlanta, right, on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then they did Daytona on Wednesday in the middle of bike week, right? Well, most of the guys are not going to fly back. So they'll fly in Thursday, Friday, race Atlanta on Saturday, drive down, maybe ride one day, race Daytona on Wednesday, then maybe they go to Tampa, and they race Tampa on Saturday, and then we have a week off. You know what I mean? And then we go home, and we just knocked out three races in a week now you can have a whole week off at home. Just go home, take three, four days off, ride a couple of days, then you're back 
you're back again, you're somewhere, you're gone for a week, but then you're home for a week. You know what I mean? And you could, like, you know, I just thought it'd be really cool. Like I said, other people, I heard the same thing. If they could do a schedule like that, that would work for everybody, shorten our season, but still not shorten the amount of races. Then you have more time off before outdoors, and outdoors can kind of adjust, you know, something like that. And I just thought it'd be really cool if they could somehow kind of work that in. And maybe, maybe in the future. And the thing is, is yeah, we race on Saturday, and then you have TV, which is important to Feld. But man, what's going on on Wednesday night? You know, there's no football. Nope. You know, if not much. Football season it's Thursday. Yeah. And look at football. They can make it work with that. They play on Thursday, Sunday, Monday. You know, and it, it works. I know they're a much bigger sport, but you know, how cool would Wednesday night Supergrass be? You know, that'd be. You know, I feel like that would get a good TV, you know, viewership. Where Saturdays, you know, if it's West Coast and it's on the East Coast time at 7 o'clock, that's 4 o'clock on Saturday out out on the West Coast. So maybe people are still out on the boat or whatever, they're not going to watch the race even though it's a Saturday night, you know. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like a Wednesday night, that might get you better TV viewership, you know, whatever. And I don't know. I know the butts in the seats <laughs> yeah. is a thing that would have to work around if they're close races. You know, they don't want, if everyone goes to Atlanta, then maybe everyone's not going to go to Daytona. So that's something they'd have to work around. But yeah, just like I was thinking out loud, it would be really cool to you know, kind of have a schedule like that. I would enjoy, you know, something like that. I think more than the way the schedule is now. Yeah. So, a lot of, maybe, maybe something they'll do. A lot of riders have actually brought that up. And Prater was on one of Steve's shows that he did while in Salt Lake city and said that like, it's not out of the question that they could do some Wednesday races. So yeah, yeah, we hopefully, and he, and for that very reason, giving you guys more time off. So, and and obviously the negative was what he, what you said, he said, you know, you can't really have two races, a a Sunday and a Wednesday in Anaheim yeah. because the people aren't going to come twice necessarily. They'll, yeah, so, they're not going to get But they'll figure it out. I, I think it's a good yeah. idea, though. And, and yeah. um, I certainly would like it. You know, I think the people at home, yeah. you know, would like it. So we'll see what yeah. happens. You know, you know, when you go, like, from Indy to Detroit to Minneapolis, you know what I mean? Like, that's not that far. And guys right. can do a, you know, and, and who knows? If they did something like that, they could go Saturday at Indy, Wednesday at Detroit, and then Sunday at Minneapolis. You know, give them a little extra day to get over there and just whatever. Yeah. And guys, you know, fly in, race, you know, the next day fly to Detroit, you're only there for two or three days and you fly to Minneapolis and then you're back home. And then you get two weeks off or something, yeah. Yeah, and then you're home for two weeks. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, it'd be be a cool idea. Absolutely. Maybe maybe we'll do it. Um, Hey, before I let you go, um, I've been doing this segment and I texted Brittany about it um, on Instagram. It's I call it Ride or Die and it's basically like a ripoff of the newlywed game. Yeah, you told me about that a while ago. Okay, I, yeah. I didn't know if I texted you too. So I'm going to hit you guys up yeah. again. I want to get you on it. Um, like okay. tomorrow night, I've got Cade Clayson and Sarah Clayson coming on, and okay. I had you know I've had the Osbournes on it and the Kiefer's yeah. on it, but I want to get you guys on. Yeah. So I'm going to text you again okay. uh, in the next couple of weeks and try to get something scheduled. Yeah. Um, I, I get yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty open right now, obviously for the most part. Yeah. Um, she's she's been doing really good with all her stuff and her business stuff. I saw that. So. She's more busy than I am, <laughs> which is a good thing, whatever. Sure. So, um, yeah, she has calls to do all the time, you know, Zoom calls, all that stuff. So um, I'll have to see what she can do. But, yeah, text me in the next couple of weeks. Okay. We'll, we'll pick out a night that, that works or whatever, and we'll, we'll knock her out. Sounds good, Chiz, man. I appreciate you having some time for us, and uh, yeah. hopefully I'll see you sometime in, you know, this summer. I hope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Are you going to go to some outdoors if they do them or whatever they do? Or do well, you know I, I had planned on WW Ranch, Indianapolis, yeah. uh, Indy, 
and yep. Paula and W or Loretta's. That was what I yep. planned. I'd asked off my regular day job for vacation for those days, but now yeah. who knows? Um, yeah, that's that's what I mean. It's hard to plan anything. It's yes, hard to know yes. Going on. So I, have, I have to. Guys, work. I hope it just gets back to normal and they can and they can get us back going. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it's going to be hard for me now if they just if they say, "All right, we're going racing in two weeks." It might be yeah. hard for me to get off work, but hopefully I will be yeah. at some. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, well, let me know. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll show up there. We'll see. <laughs> be, if they wait long enough, I'm going to be. I got to go race. I yeah, exactly. All right, so, Chiz. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. But, Yep, I, I appreciate it. Anytime. Okay, take care, bud. See ya. Right. Yep, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks to Kyle Chisholm for coming on. Uh, obviously, one of my favorites. Okay, so I mentioned the fly giveaway. I got it worked out. I've got to make this quick because I've got our next guest in four minutes. Uh, fly Racing is going to, JT is going to let us give away a fly tri pivot quick adjust clutch assembly. So it's a, you know, clutch, obviously, clutch lever, clutch perch with the quick, quick adjust clutch um, adjustment. Check it out at flyracing.com. We're going to give that thing away with Instagram posts. Once again, I want to see uh, I want to see Wheelie. Wheelie, what do they call it? Wheelie Wednesday? Doesn't really matter. I want to see pictures of you doing your, your coolest wheelies. Tag the show. Tag at Fly Racing, right at Moto Expod Show. And um, I'm going to give you guys two weeks. So since, since some of you don't listen to the show right away, and I will pick the cool, what I think is the coolest one, or TJ and I will get together and pick what we think is our favorite. Uh, to win a fly tri pivot quick adjust clutch assembly. So thanks to JT and Fly Racing for that. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Tony Irich. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm, and for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com 
and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. What's up, guys? We're back with our next guest of the night, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, which has grown into the choice goggle company for many of the top privateers like Ben LeMay, Jacob Hayes, Ryan Brees, John Short, and many more. Visit xbrand.com or email me, darksidemx3 at aol.com, for pricing. Tonight, X-Brand brings us the founder of AJE Motorsports, Mr. Tony Eric. What's up, dude? Not much. Just uh, just hanging out today. Yeah, well, it's really cool to finally get you on here. I um, I put it off for far too long, and I apologize for that. Um, I have had some of your writers on here, but uh, not yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh, they get around quite a bit on these podcasts. <laughs> yeah, man, especially that Justin Starling character. I, I don't know um, what he's doing to get on podcasts, but he's kind of a yeah. He's all right, I guess. Oh, oh yeah, no, he's famous on the podcast. He he crushes them. He does a good job. Yeah, he does. I like I like him a lot. We ha- we have a little bit of a running joke because uh, at WW Rants last year on press day, I was standing there waiting to to do an interview with a bunch of the guys, and like I blanked on his name. Um, while I was recording, so he just gives me crap constantly. Do you know who I am? Do you remember who I am? Uh, but Justin's a great dude. I, I love that guy, man. Um, no, nah, yeah, me, me and Justin have some good history. He's a good dude. I, I really like him. Yeah, so, Tony, tell me a little bit about uh, the idea to start AJE Motorsports. I was doing, like, a little research on you, and it sounds like you've been into motor, motorsport racing and off-road racing most of your life, it sounds like. But what brought you to start this team? Yeah, you know, my I mean, my story is kind of the same year after year. Um, you know, I got in, uh, I got introduced to it about three and a half years ago as as a sponsor. Okay. Um, and I sponsored a team, kind of finished up the season with them, and just really fell in love with the sport. I'm like, you know, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a shot. See what, <laughs> see yeah. what happens. Uh, you know, I was into high performance boating, and I was kind of winding down with that, and and got out of that, and just kind of jumped into this. And at the time, my team manager. You know, he had a lot of background in, in uh, motocross and supercross. And he had asked, like, you just want to do a sprinter or, you know, how do you want to do this? And I was like, you know what, if we're going to do it, let's just, let's just do it. Go big. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, see what happens. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. I mean, we're, we're going to be going into our fourth year now. And uh, I feel like each year is better and better. Yeah, so 2017 was the, the first year. Um, how did that go? Like, were you guys pleased with the, the way everything went, the, the response from – uh, whether it be Feld, sponsors, the the series? Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously 17 going into it. Um, you know, as far as sponsors, we didn't have a whole lot of sponsor help. Um, kind of being a new team, and I didn't know anything about this industry at all. Um, so it was it was a little a little slow getting started, but, you know, we had a good year. I think our first year we had Cole Martinez and, and Starling riding with us, and, you know, both great guys, and we're able to, kind of teach me a lot about the sport and, and, you know, kind of put us on the map a little bit. I think anytime a, a full rig shows up, um, people ask some questions and then obviously you get the question, will they be here next year? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, you know, in my, in my eyes, that just said, you know, the more people that ask that, the, you know, the bigger reason it was to come back. So I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, when you look at a team like JGR, right, that struggles to get a title sponsor, uh, and, and the money that that organization has. It's, it, it cannot be easy for someone like yourself to get a team going. Uh, thankfully, Gas Monkey stepped in last year. and But still, I mean, it's, it's such an expensive um, operation. So I feel like you must be doing it out of the love of the sport and the love of helping these guys out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean we're, you know, we're still 60 70% self-funded. 
Wow. Um, you know, and, and obviously this past year has been uh, exceptionally better, and each year it gets better, but, uh, you know, it just comes with time. You know, I don't, I don't expect, and I didn't expect to jump in the sport and, you know, A, be at the top, or, or B, have, you know, endless budget, and each year we kind of perform and do a little better and better and, you know, get the recognition I, I think we deserve. It, it gets a little easier, so... You know, I'm I'm really excited for 2021 for sure. Yeah, I one thing I noticed last year that I really liked. Uh, well, I was at Denver, and all all of your riders, like Starling, Blows, and I feel like you had another guy on the team at the time. Was there three riders? We did. We had Miriam. Yes, yes. Dylan uh, came in um, to the press conference, which a lot of the teams don't have their riders do. You know, um, you you get the guys that made the podium, and that's pretty much it. Um, so I was really impressed with that, that I assume that was your call. Um, I know Sean Brennan likes to have as many people there as you, he can get. And I, as a media guy that was there that night, really appreciated that. Yeah, no, I mean, anytime we can do anything, um, you know, when it comes down to that, I encourage the guys to do it. Obviously, I'm not going to force them to do something they don't want to. Um, you know, Sean is, you know, he's been great with us and we, we, we tend to get most press days and, and that, you know, that helps the riders. It helps us. Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately the, the riders I have had, um, kind of had that kind of outgoing appearance and, and can speak. So that helps with the invite, but yeah, no, I mean, anything we can do to get out there is it's important. It's important for the team. It's important for our sponsors. Um, it's important for the riders, you know? Yeah, totally agree. Um, Talk about Gas Monkey coming on. How did that – you know, I live like two hours from there, and I, I'm ashamed to say that I've actually never been there as of yet. But um, that – you know, Gas Monkey, the show has a big following. Uh, the the energy drink seems to be doing really well. They came on board to help you out. Uh, what – how'd that come about? How'd that partnership start? Yeah, you know, I – um, you know, I was a big fan of the show, and I have been for a long time. Um, when I saw that they got an energy drink, it was right about when I was starting the team. And, mm. you know, I, I kind of learned real quick that um, kind of industry sponsors are tough to get. You need to go outside and get someone that's new and different. Uh, I, I, I had several calls into Gas Monkey at the time, and they just said, you know, we just started the energy drink. We have two, two-year contracts with our previous people. Call us next year. So I kind of stayed in touch with them throughout the season. Uh, the president there, not Richard, but Tracy, she ran the whole, the whole deal for the energy. And, um, after that, that first year, I called them and they said, yeah, let's, you know, fly on out here. Let's put something together. And I met with Richard and, uh, they've been a great, they've been a great partnership. I've been really happy with them. It's, it's been a, it's been a good run with them. Um, you know, obviously getting into this sport, the notoriety helps, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Gas Monkey has, six million combined followers, you know, on social media. <laughs> yeah. So, you need that these days. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that helps out quite a bit. Um, been really excited, really excited with them. Um, kind of to throw it out there and you're really the first ones that, that will hear this and go out. Uh, we will be parting ways with gas monkey energy as of 2021. Oh, okay. Uh, just kind of as a mutual thing. Uh, I've got some other things in the works that the current energy drink doesn't, allow me to move forward with those um just for conflict so it really has nothing to do with ourselves or with them it's just what we need to do for the next step in the sport so that's fair enough they've been yeah they've been great richard's great i mean uh anytime i need anything reach out to him directly we've had plenty of visits out there and just a good group of guys over there i've really made some good friends so cool 
Well, um, yeah. talk about you're, – you're, you're a 250 team. Um, is there any thoughts of ever trying to get a – you know, have one 450 rider, or is it – is 250 just where you want to stick stay at? You know, I mean, obviously we have huge aspirations to be, you know, everything we can and, and bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, if you asked me three years ago if we'd be where we're at today, I'd say you're crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like things are moving pretty quick. Sure. I've uh, I've been pretty humbled just in the short off season now of two to three weeks here. Some of the 450 phone calls I've gotten uh, for rides next year, it's, it's very humbling as a team and as a team owner. Um, it really, I think, says a lot about the guys that I have behind me and, and current riders and staff that people want to come ride. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of my same answer to, to each and every one of them. Uh, I spoke to just, you know, a 450 rider a couple of days ago, and I said, you know, it just comes down to budget. It's just like anything else. We, we have the West Coast dialed in. I know we can go run West Coast 250 um, with no issues. Uh, my biggest goal is to be you know, even more competitive, you know, at this point, I'm not, there was a time I was really happy with just making mains. And now I, I'm kind of past that. Now we need results. And, and that's what we're that. looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of where we're at. So if bringing a 450 rider on is going to make me take a step backwards per se to getting that accomplishment of where I want to be in the 250 West, then I won't do it. Um, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And I think as we grow and, you know, again, this is, we're going in our fourth year and I, I don't feel like we've, we've got this, you know, nailed yet, but I feel like we're moving in the right direction. I know, you know, with, with Jacob last year, we were fighting pretty hard up top there and and with, uh, with the guys I have on board for 2021, as of right now, I think we can be very competitive in that top five spot with both of them. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you get you've had some really great riders on your team. I mean, like we talked about last year with Blows and Starlene and Miriam and Starlene this year and uh, Jacob Hayes was having a really good uh, season. You know, doing well. I know he's not where he wants to be because he expects to be winning, but uh, riding really well and before his unfortunate crash. And then, um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about Killian here in a little bit. But yeah, you guys have some some good guys lined up. And uh, I mean, what I would think is you know second tier riders really they're not the the austin fortners obviously the the factory guys but they're guys that are right there and, and a guy like jacob hayes can win main events yeah yeah and that's just it you know and, and i've said since day one like kind of for me and my goal is i want to be the best privateer team out there mm-hmm. you know I, I know it's really hard to compete with these factory guys and we'll give it everything we can to do so um but i want to be the best non-factory team we can be and, and put, put the guys up there where they deserve to be. I mean, there's, you know, we kind of have a fortunate situation where, you know, at the end of every offseason, there's a couple of those guys that just there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely. And, uh, and you know, I, they're, they're available. So it's just kind of – I'm trying to get ready early, though. I want to get guys on bikes in the next month or so. And, Smart. And uh, we, we want to push hard. We want to push hard to get some podiums next year and – that's kind of my goal, and that's kind of our next step. Yeah, and I mean, that's it, it kind of almost seems lofty to a degree when you think about who you're competing against. But mm-hmm. when you think about teams like Star Yamaha, right, that started out as kind of the same thing, uh, not really not great bikes at the time, maybe not, not the best program, but they turned it around and they worked their butts off and, uh, you know, in persistence and 
the the heart and the the passion and the backing, and they got it done. Well, that's it, one hundred percent. I mean, Star is kind of, you know, for me, it's kind of kind of our idol. Like I, yeah. I look up to that team. You know, I bought I bought our rig from Bobby okay. um, at Star, and, and Bobby's been. Um, you know, when I first started this, I had several phone calls into him, and you know, he gave me advice where he could, which was, you know, he didn't know me from anyone, and you know, I, I really appreciate that. But those guys are the elite. They're the elite. 250 guys i mean and uh you know someday i'd like to be you know right there with them and it's just time you know it takes time and i'm not greedy you know we'll, we'll get there eventually and just keep fighting man i'm i'm stoked on that I, I tell a lot of the privateer team owners managers when i get a chance to talk to them like dust and pipes and stuff uh it's just fantastic having somebody like you in the pits because the the rides are so limited and all these guys are so talented and they need we need teams like yourself to uh give these guys places to go and be competitive and make the sport better man and it and you're not getting the backing that a team like yourselves probably should uh you know because of the way our sport is it's unfortunate but i i'm stoked to have a team like yours in the pits week in and week out yeah, you know, it gets it gets challenging for us. It gets a little challenging with us for for Feld and AMA. You know, I mean, we kind of we kind of are the stepchild of the, of the sport, but at the same time, I mean, I'm a businessman and I understand how business works. And um, you know, with that said, those guys still do a great job to to make everything happen and do everything. And like I said, we have a, we have a place in the industry right now, and and hopefully soon we you know we step up a few. So yeah, well, let's. Uh, I hate to go to a downer kind of thing but you know we we you know i've talked and your rider killian auberson unfortunately had a nasty crash and is um not in the best shape right now he's uh first of all tell us how he's doing because you you told me the day he has his ups and his downs which is to be expected yeah i mean just to kind of start off and i know a whole lot of people don't know a lot about killian auberson um you know i've known him since i started in this in the sport three years ago he's kind of been on my radar um, he raced a couple races with the team that I was helping sponsor, and I've kind of watched him since then. So, you know, when we had a rider go down in the off season, uh, I was like, well, who's on a KTM? Who's on a Husky? And I, I knew Killian was, and he was kind of my first phone call. Um, along with where I think he is capable of riding mm-hmm. um, with the right support, Killian's just an amazing kid. Like, he really is. He's, he's very thankful. He's very uh, polite. Uh, his whole family, between his dad, his brother, they're just, they're amazing people. It's been, uh, I can't even tell you, it's a pleasure to have them on the team. It's, it's, it's been, it's been nice. Um, you know, kind of going into his, his accident here in Salt Lake was obviously tough. You know, we were, we're all kind of bunkered up in a house together and, you know, uh, you know, to, to have sitting there eating breakfast in the morning and then by the afternoon, this happens. Yeah. It took a toll on the team. Um, it's taken a toll on him. I mean, at first it was really hard. I think it would be difficult for anyone. Uh, he has his good and bad days, like I told you before. He, he'll have days where, you know, he's a little bummed about the situation and where he's at. But, you know, if you know Killian, he's a fighter. He's a great kid. And even though he has those bad days, I think the good days really makes up for those. He, he fights hard. Um, I had a great conversation with him two days ago. He texted me a video, and uh, his leg, his right leg was twitching. Oh, nice. And he was so pumped about it. And, you know, obviously it just breaks us down. As a team, I can tell you this year, 2020, our team, 
has been the tightest knit family we've been in three years. I mean, we have the right personnel, the right riders, and we really are a family. It hit us hard. So to get news like that from him was just, it was amazing for us. I, I know he'll fight back. He'll be, uh, he'll be there in Salt Lake for another 30 days, and then he's going to get um, flown to Switzerland where he's going to continue his rehab. Okay. And, and you know, he's, he's, he's excited about it. He's excited to be in rehab now. He's excited to keep moving forward and pushing. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, as I told you and I announced last week, and just so you know, Tony, our show is relatively small compared to the Pulp Mech shows and, you know, Ouija show and, and Whiskey Throttle, all the big shows. So, um, But our listeners are very good about helping out. So um, I'm telling them again, we are, first of all, my fantasy, my Supercross fantasy group, most of the guys donated their money. Um, it's in an account that I have sitting on the side right now. Uh, and I'm asking our listeners to contribute also. And I've had some guys reach out that are going to donate some money. Um, and we're going to put as much as we can together to help Killian. I know every little bit helps. Um, it, and I, it may not be tens of thousands of dollars. Well, it won't be tens of thousands of dollars. But hopefully it'll be something that can help out. Hopefully our, hopefully our listeners will come through and support. Uh, because it it's always sucks, man, when a, one of our own has these injuries and road to recovery always steps up, but we want to do what we can to help him out. No. And that's, you know, I think so killing is the type of kid too, that it's not even about the money for sure. You know, I mean, obviously everything will help, but he knows who's donating. He knows who's helping and he's beyond thankful. He is, he is, uh, you know, he makes mention to it. I've, I've personally gotten a lot of phone calls and texts from other riders and I forward their messages onto him and, Awesome. You know, he doesn't just say thanks. He actually sends me back a nice, you know, nice little type message saying, you know, I appreciate them and this and that. So uh, it's not always about how much money we raise. I think it's just that he knows people are there and backing him. Yeah. Uh, means a lot. I mean, the, the amount of support that we have gotten has been, I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. You know, when, when Killian had his accident, right away, TK, you know, team manager for TLD mm-hmm. was... He was right there on the phone. He called me right away, and he said, Tony, unfortunately, I've, I've dealt with this situation. Do you mind, you know, if I go to the hospital? And he was at the hospital within hours. He was there with Morgan Killian's wife. He was talking to the doctors. I mean, to me, that's just, it, that's amazing. Oh, that is, absolutely. It, it's, you know, and be, between that and, and just road recovery and what you guys are doing, it's, I, I, I mean, it's so, it's just, um speechless really <laughs> well i i uh i'm glad to be a little bit a part of it it was actually one of my buddy's ideas uh that that kind of decided to do it he, they, well they came up with the idea of donating the money to somebody and then i mentioned killian um so i think everybody is happy to help out and you kind of made the joke last week when we were texting or talking that you know it's funny you know as a team sometimes it's hard to get parts from some of the industry people, yeah. but they're willing to step up with something like this, you know, and everybody does come together because it is a, a family. Uh, at least that's the way I see it. And uh, it's, it's fantastic, man. So we'll, we'll keep working on this and I'll get it together and get, get you what I can. Anybody that's interested, I told you earlier in the intro of the show, just uh, email motoxpodshow at gmail.com. We'll get it worked out. Um, but before I let you go, let's go back to a more positive note. So you, you said bigger, better 2021. Um, what are your plans? Are you sticking West Coast, I assume? Do you, you know, what are your goals? Obviously, you want to win some races. You want to get some podiums. But is that is that the goal, podiums? 
you know, I think that's everyone's goal. Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Know, think, it's probably a dumb uh, question on I my part. End, yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, everyone's goal is to be up there and 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 have a rider on that podium. Uh, I know it's tough. I know even you know the West Coast, especially, is tough. Mm, um, definitely. You know, it's 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 pretty stacked. That's for sure. But you know, all, all that does is make the guys work a little bit harder. Makes us as a team work a little bit harder. Um, you know, we, we had talked and I talked to, you know, the riders now and said, Hey, do we go one East, one West and a 450 guy? And I don't know. We keep kind of backing that off a little bit and maybe just saying, let's put all of our guys on West Coast. Let's stick with what we know, stick what we know we can do and just kind of try to better ourselves in that area. Um, you know, we have some really good sponsors coming on board towards, uh, towards the end of this year, which which will be super helpful for what we're trying to achieve. Uh, and just, you know, really, really try to be that, that team that, that I know I know we can do it. I yeah. mean, we have the right people. We have the right staff. You know, we have, you know, Jamie doing our motors and, you know, Mark doing our suspension. And honestly, these are some of the best guys in the industry, you know. So we may not have that full factory support, but – you know, we damn near have the best guys that that can that can do the job. Awesome, man! I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, and we definitely gonna have to get you back on as Supercross gets closer and we start. You get some things finalized and ready to announce some stuff. Uh, we we need to get you back on, and hopefully, 2021 will be a, a little closer to normal than what we've had in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah. it may be yeah. the new normal, but hopefully, it'll be at least set. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's been a crazy year, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't praise AMA and Feld enough for doing what they did um, to get the season done. I mean, I think they, under the circumstances and what we did, they did an amazing job. For, totally agree. For, I mean, it, it was weird. It was strange. There was no question <laughs> yes, it about was. it. You know, yeah. we were out there running a team with two guys. You know, and right. It was. Uh, it was. It was definitely definitely different. But it would be nice to get to some sort of norm for the. Uh, 2021 season for sure absolutely agree tony man i i appreciate you coming on and i like i said i, I would definitely want to get you back on as we get closer to 2021 yeah no i appreciate it i appreciate everything you guys are doing for the team for killian um for the industry and, and everyone else absolutely buddy man uh thank you and i look forward to seeing you hopefully uh you know early next year i appreciate it all right tony thanks man all right thanks see ya all right, I want to thank Tony Eric. I, I did say his name wrong earlier in the intro, so I, I apologize to him off air and got it right. Uh, but anyway, all right, we're going to take another break, and we'll be back with Kip Davis. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at... 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at williamsmotoworks that's williamsmoto and then w-e-r-x at gmail.com okay that's better not good but better 
Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. I wear fly wear fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, our next guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible, sponsoring riders such as Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, and many more. Uh, Fly Racing is proud to bring us Mr. Kip Davis. What's up, dude? Hey, man, what's up? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I need to turn this down just a little bit. So, yeah, man, so uh, I got a chance to meet you when I came up to Iowa for Justin Brayton's event, Um, and you are an artist, which you were were out there, you had your airbrushings, and dude, they were awesome, man, I was super impressed. Thank you, that was awesome, yeah. So, uh, what brought you out to that event to begin with, in in particular? Yeah, so... Um, way back when Cody Gilmore, uh, first started his series and, you know, Cody and I go way back. Uh, we grew up in the same town of Spencer, Iowa, and, uh, you know, I was just hanging out with him since, uh, since I was a little kid and it was awesome to see how he, you know, how he did. He killed it in his amateur ranks. Yeah. And, uh, kind of got up and then do his pro ranks and then also started doing things uh moto related on the side so um way and way back before that his dad used to run a series called um it was like best of or midwest mx or something like that championship and uh a lot of the locals you know from around here like ryan dungey and uh justin brayton teddy mayer gavin faith you know a lot of these local guys would come to this race and a lot of them have a lot of serious, you know, championships or something under their belt. And uh, so when Cody started running his own series, you know, I started coming and either pitching in, helping out, or doing doing something that I could. Uh-huh. Um, and then this year, uh, Chris Riesenberg and I have been talking about, you know, kind of doing something more along the lines of, you know, showing the appreciation that people have for artwork. And, um, and then I also kind of, it's from a personal perspective is that I wanted to kind of do something different, you know, at the races that you don't normally see. And it, you know, kind of helps me, um, you know, let the riders know that, Hey, you know, this is a different way, different form of appreciation. And so when Chris and I got together, we, um, 
set something up within uh, like a few days, and uh, we got to the track and um, and with, with the help of Cody's Best Midwest Series too, it, it was pretty cool to uh, be able to you know talk to Tony Wink and um, Chris and, and Cody yeah. and get together for this and. And they're like, yeah, come on out. Let's uh, get some artwork out here. That's cool. So, uh, hey, before yeah. we before we move on, is is there somebody like hammering in the background? Yeah, they're they're working on the apartment. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, I that's don't cool. Know how bad you can hear that? It's definitely picking up, but it's okay if you can't. If it's somebody else, you can't help it. It's all good. We can continue. No big deal. I was just checking. Um, so you mentioned hanging out with all these guys and growing up with Cody. Uh, did you ride, you know, do you, do you ride? Did you ride? What, what's your background or did you just have a love for the sport watching it? Yeah. Uh, well, when I was younger, of course, my dad always rode and, um, you know, when I would watch him go to his races, you know, I I would pick it up myself, you know, it's not something he was like, Hey, you're going to pick up a bike and you're going to start riding. You know, it was like, like I, I fell in love with it, you know, just watching him, you know, do it. And, uh, and so, you know, after watching my Custy Demons videos and Terra Firma, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. probably, right. he was my favorite. <laughs> um, That's awesome. You know, I, I fell in love with it that way. And then, you know, I picked up a pencil and just started doodling dirt bikes, you know, to... You know, if that's how I got started, and okay, um, so then yeah, eventually I started riding, uh, picked up a PW50 and started cruising on it, and then <laughs> um, you know, worked my way up, and and then um, not too long ago, uh, well, about five years ago, I had uh, put it away for a little bit because I was getting serious into college and wanted to finish that out, and then smart um, man, yep, yep, and eventually had to. Uh, you know, get rid of the main stuff, but, um, it's, it's, it's definitely building back up and, you know, I, I don't ever intend to not ride anymore. So I'm eventually planning to get another bike and another setup. Um, it's just the money, you know, it's going to take a lot to start up like that. So, you know, that's, that's the part where I'm thinking, but, um, I can't wait to start back up again. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun, but like it's it's very expensive. And how old are you? Because you're pretty young still. Yeah, I'm 27. Okay, so yeah, it yeah. takes. It's not easy to uh, have the budget to do that, and yeah, so I, I totally understand. Um, so at Winterset, Iowa, uh, you had a really cool uh, piece of artwork of Justin Brayton, and he signed it, didn't he? And then you did you uh, how did you did you sell that or did you auction it off? I can't remember. Um, or did you end up I keeping actually, it? Yeah, I ended up keeping That's Well, right. I did one of Brayton, and then I did one of Bradshaw, and then I did one of Denny, too. And Denny and I, you know, him and Cody That's are right. really yes, close yes. together. And, and so Denny and I have gotten close together, and I had them all sign him. And Denny personalized it for me. He ended up writing something on there. <laughs> oh, that's um, super awesome. I'm, I'm looking at it. It says, uh, Kip, you are the shit, brother. And then he signed it. And uh, so I ended up keeping all of them. Um, okay. You know, I, I've actually, you know, posted online before, and I, I've had offers for them, but I just haven't gotten that, you know, go to let them go. Um, I, I have made prints of them before and sent them off that way. Okay. Um. So I... I still have the originals of that and 
Um, you know, as far as guests goes, you were one of the first people that walked up to it and was like, you know, kind of awed by it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I appreciate your energy and that was awesome. Dude, I, I love art. And when I was a little kid, I loved drawing and my mom always thought I'd be an artist, but really what I did, I could draw something if I was looking at like a cartoon, I could like a cartoon drawing, I could copy, not trace it, but I could copy it. But when it comes to real life stuff, like I had no ability for shading and realism and you know, so I just didn't have that. Maybe I could have developed it, but I, I, I think you're born with that, and I just don't think I had it. But I love art, man. I, and seeing, you know, like you mentioned earlier, doing something different at the races that other people don't see. Like, we get photographers out there all the time, and photographers are cool, man. I like having pictures of me riding, but having somebody that can do a real piece of art, a painting or a drawing or airbrushing, dude, that's so original, you know, and you're just – I loved it, dude. I thought it was sick. Uh, you, you were at, on Instagram, I'm at kid art MX. So if anybody wants to check it out, but, um, so what does something like that, if somebody wanted to, uh, what's the word when they hire you, there's a word for it to hire you to do something, um, an art project. What do you call that? There's a word like a commission. Yes. If you wanted to commission you to do a piece, how does that work? How does the pricing work? Do you, do you have something set up? Yeah, um, so I usually go by uh, a few different things. Um, usually if it's something where it's uh, kind of like um, like a package deal, sometimes I'll start with like a spray-painted background, and then in the foreground you have, you know, I, I do the acrylic painting, and um, and then that, and that's what I had at Winterset. Okay. And, that I mean, I, I usually don't really you know say the pricing all that much because each painting is styled differently and so you know of course if if you're not wanting a whole lot of detail in in a painting then i'll just kind of work something out with you but okay you know if you're uh going full-blown you know and all detail you know exactly like you know how it is then then it's gonna be a little different story it might be a little up there because it'll take a little bit more time sure but i'm always willing to you know work something out and especially i i love hearing people's stories uh because lately i've been doing a lot of commissions of um like children riding and 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 at the winter set race i, I sponsored the 50 51 cc class and just because, you know, that's the future. That's where it starts right there. Absolutely. And, and so lately I've been doing a whole lot of commission paintings of uh, a lot of children's and uh, a lot of, you know, young riders. And I've uh, been keeping pretty busy with that. And it, it's it's mainly just for the love and the fun. And, um, you know, I, I just, like I said, I, I just love painting no matter what. And so that's why I'm always willing to work something out. And I don't usually just like to hammer down a price and just yeah, like, that's it. That, that's it that's right typical. There. And I'm not, again, not a professional artist, so I don't always think about it. But, like, my yeah. tattoo artists are the same way. Like, you know, they hate when you say, how much is a tattoo? Well, it depends. Right. You know, it depends. Right. It takes time. It depends on what, how much detail you want. So, yeah, I should have known that before I asked. Um, I do, oh, no, it's all good. I do want to do something. My, my co-host, TJ... Uh, is not in tonight and you haven't had a chance to meet him, but I want to get with him and we need to come up with an idea of something with him and I together that you could do for the show, you know, and then we could put it in our studio. So that'd be really cool to do something Moto X pod show related. Yeah. I'm yeah. down. Let's do it. Um, 
so you're, you're still a fan of racing. What do you think of Supercross this year? We had the crazy break in between with all the, you know, when the COVID stuff hit, and then we had this incredible finish in Salt Lake City. Set, uh, was it seven races in three weeks, something like that, three and a half weeks? What do you think, dude? Oh, man. I got so many different opinions about it. You <laughs> yeah. Know, and people would ask me, I would just kind of choke up. But um, I – I mean, as far as fan base, you know, and like, you know, starting with the whole COVID ordeal, you know, my opinion might be different than others. You know, I just like I, I believe it's there. But at the same time, you know, we we as American or people like we deal with a whole bunch of things. So, sure. you know, I, I just feel that, you know, we just let it run its course and we just live our lives. But I understand there's a lot on the line um for from it you know and i respect the people that are just trying to stay healthy with it um i just i just like to you know live young and free <laughs> so I, I i'm with you and i'm old but i still feel the same way i'm right i'm, I'm struggling right. i'm struggling to even think about it like i, I would rather yeah. just go and live life and like today it hit me uh, well actually friday afternoon our governor in texas said basically masks are mandatory with a few exceptions, but pretty much anywhere you go, you have to wear one. And we were all, all the guys at work, we went to a restaurant to eat and like, can't come in without a mask. Are you effing kidding me? But I, I, you know, anyway, I don't want to get into that too much because everybody has their opinions, but, but what, just what about the racing though? Dude, we got Eli gets his championship finally. I mean, Cooper Webb was coming on strong. We had a couple major 250 battles going on. I mean, just think about the final race, right? That that right, red right. flag that changed, maybe changed everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and, like, I, I knew all along from the start of the season, like, hey, this was going to be Eli's chance finally. Okay, and, yeah. You know, super proud of him for that. He finally got that. And so, you know, I think that's going to be a game changer for the outdoors, too. And he could uh, possibly four-peat, um, I think. Yeah. Uh, very likely. You know, yeah. Um, Webb could be a contender. And then, of course, Marvin does pretty well. But, you know, he had a whole year he sat out, um, or at least Supercross. But, um, you know, I, you know, as far as, that, you know, all seven rounds in, in one stadium and they change the track every time, I thought that was amazing for the track crew to do um you know as far as uh you know kind of like the the situation of the track it would have been cool to see you know if they watered it down super bad or um you know just to see more like different styles of racing rather than um you know just like kind of similar i know i know it might have rained a couple times the second round for sure was muddy yeah yeah yep um and then, i mean that that would have been cool uh there's something else i was gonna say that was kind of i mean and, and you know they, they feed off the fans too and that's a big kinda, part of it yeah yep yep it would have been cool if there was some sort of fan base there sure. but you know that, but for, then we're just getting into my opinion <laughs> yeah well for what they had to deal with it was fantastic i mean it it's a whole lot better than them not racing at all uh, exactly. so I was super stoked and, you know, and, and we're with that whole thing, not racing at all, the, you know, we're, we're getting to a point where I'm wondering if nationals are actually going to happen. I know we had Davey Coombs on last week and, 
Uh, you know, they're doing everything they can to make it work. But as long as this, as long as states keep making it almost impossible to have big events, then they're just not going to be able to do it. And it, it would it would suck. So, I, I'm no. looking back. I'm beyond excited that we got to see a finish to our Supercross season. Yeah, and I I definitely agree with you. And you know, as far as the the nationals go. You know, they they had the first couple or few rounds scheduled, and they, they were going to be right there. And then at yep. last minute, they're like, oh, then we're just going to take that away from you. Yeah, that's just, how it feels. <laughs> and I, I understand for the riders, too, you know, they're thinking three times, you know, as much as we are just because they're eager, they're ready. You know, they train for this, and then... You know, it's like they, you know, when when they get it swept away from them like that, then they got to train twice as hard. They got to keep up that momentum. Yep. Uh, it's hard for them because they don't, you know, it's not their typical schedule they're used to, and it's yeah. just we just talked for everyone. We just talked to Kyle Chisholm a little bit ago, and uh, you know, and that's one of the things he was talking about is, you know, they don't really know. It's, he wasn't even planning on racing all the nationals, but it's almost impossible for somebody like him, a privateer, to stay. You know, he, he has to keep training if he really wants to be ready because you never know when it's going to happen, and it's it's very difficult. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But, man, Kip, uh, it's really cool having you on. Now, you mentioned uh, maybe wanting to do a giveaway of, like, a print of one of your pieces of artwork. Is that something you want to try to do? Yeah. Um, so, what? yeah, what I was thinking is maybe doing one of the, um, you know, e- either print of any part of artwork. I haven't thought about that part too much or uh, i also have posters that i um did on the computer and printed for the best midwest but uh, i feel like if we did a print of a motocross piece um uh you can check out my website at kdartonline.com i have a lot of uh, motocross paintings on there and drawings and so, uh, you know, I was thinking of, um, I, I have one of Dungey on there, and then I have one of, of Reed would be pretty cool. But, um, you know, as far as uh, the details of that, you know, we could kind of choose a rider and then, um, you know, and, and a way to go about this, and we can definitely shoot for the stars on this one. Uh, okay, so let's, do, so you said the, the website was KD art.com right kipdavisart.com basically yep yep um yep. okay so let's do this let's do um you're on instagram uh let's see here let's okay so let's do this if you are interested in entering this contest go to his website uh let's say let's screenshot the picture that you the, the piece of art that you like put it on your instagram and tag him that he's the artist so people other people can see it and then tag us at moto x pod show and tag three friends that you want to check out this piece of art, and then we'll pick a winner in in, in a week or so. How, how's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good to me. You know, yeah, we have to give it a a couple weeks. Let's know, do two then. weeks in because I don't think we're going to do a show next week anyway. So let's say two weeks, and that sure. way, hopefully, some of our listeners will go check out your website and check out your art and share it so that other people can see it. And maybe we can get get it spread around a little bit. Yeah, that sounds. Really good to me. Cool, and I'll I'll make a post about it on our Instagram page uh, either tonight or tomorrow, and we'll promote it some more, dude. But Kit, man, like I said, it was very very cool meeting you. You're a very uh, uh, friendly and respectable kid. You, I call you kid because I'm so old. Sorry, man, but you, you seemed like you were in your 1920 to me. 
That's a compliment. <laughs> but, uh, dude, yeah, I, I think you were awesome. I thought your artwork was awesome. And, um, dude, it's, it's really cool that you're doing this. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, and thank you. Um, you know, and hopefully uh, when the Nationals do come through, maybe uh, we can catch each other at uh, one of the races. Um, Absolutely. Millville is the closest one to me. So Okay, yeah. Um, just waiting on that. You know, it's actually supposed to be in a couple weeks for us. Yep. But I've gone uh, the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I've um, This year will be just about my 20th year. So awesome. Um, like I said, my, my dad's been taking me ever since uh, I was younger. So it's definitely grown for the love of it. And, uh, and so they're, they're saying it might, it might be after August when, when that comes, but right. Yeah. Who knows so how si- the nationals are going to end up. Since you go every year right there where the swimming hole is and the little, the waterfall thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So on the Hill, my buddies park there every single year, the black sock mafia shock socks guys. Okay. That's my crew, man. That's who I'm with with the last two years. Me and we actually, my buddies that I stay with park in a different spot, but that's my group. Shan Garcia, who owns Shock Socks, is one of my sponsors. And they they announced us like all freaking weekend last year, like the Shock Socks guys, Shock Socks guys. <laughs> so Black Sock Mafia guys, that, that's us, man. That was our crew. So they're there. I think they've been there every year for like 20 years too, that one spot. So it's an awesome place. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely have to check that out and, you know, maybe keep up with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure. Definitely. All right, Kip, thanks but, for coming on, man. I really appreciate you, and we'll uh, we'll get this thing promoted. All right, that sounds good, and thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good, bud. Talk, take care. You too. See Bye. Ya. All right, once again, Kip Davis at KidArtMX, and go to his website, kdart.com. Do this for us, man. You know, uh, our listeners, you guys matter to us, and I want you to help support these guys. Uh, this would be really cool to help him out, get his stuff out there a little bit more, promote it some, and maybe somebody to come away with a cool piece of art. Um, I'm a little jealous that I probably am not eligible because I would love to have a piece. I'm going to get a piece commissioned to put in the shop or in the, in the studio, even if TJ doesn't want to get involved because he's a nerd. Dude, we, oh, God, he and I – I wish he was here tonight because he and I had a – a friendly argument over a book movie combination that I love because I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Uh, anyway, I hated the movie. He loved the movie. We had a great argument over it. I'd love to get into that, even though probably none of you guys really care. But he's not here, so maybe another time. Okay, once again, I want to thank uh, Kyle Chisholm, Tony Eric, Kip Davis, all of our sponsors, X-Brand, Acherby's, Torque One Racing, Shock Socks, all Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Williams Moto Works, and Extreme Colors. Uh, some new sponsors coming soon, or a new sponsor coming soon. Maybe end of August, early September before we announce it, but it's it's a I'm excited. Uh, Patreon.com, support us. Help us out with the Kill, Killian Auberson deal. Moto Xpod Show at Gmail for any information. And tomorrow night, if you guys listen to this in time, so it'll be... Wednesday night, July 8th, I have a new ride or die with Cade Clayson and Sarah Clayson. And I'm also going to be doing the first ever, maybe the only ever, uh, Eli Tomac super fan, super fan trivia contest. And this came from the fact that uh, a particular listener, a guy on Instagram, said that he was a bigger fan of Eli Tomac 
than Dylan from Pulp. You guys know that. Then Dylan is. And I said, all right, well, we need to have this contest. So I was putting it together. This other guy never got back with me. I've messaged him many, many times. And I can't get him to respond to me. Um, but I did have somebody else reach out, uh, and it's uh, at Rockin' Motorsports on Instagram and Twitter. And he says that he feels like he can compete with Dylan at the very least. So we're going to have a little trivia contest tomorrow night. I'm going to record it. I'll post it up on our feed. And um, we're going to have some cool some cool giveaways Brian Kranz put together. So we're going to see if Dylan is the Eli Tomac super fan. So I hope you guys check that out and ride or die. And uh, maybe some news coming from ride or die soon. I don't know. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I made a proposal to somebody in the industry to try to make the ride or die a little bit bigger, a little bit more people will get behind it because it seems to be liked by a lot of people. So anyway, thanks for listening. We're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, That's a wrap. No show next week. I don't think unless something crazy changes. Anyway, we're out of here. Thanks. Thanks.